Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you again for this week's podcast. I want to thank the prayer warriors who lifted me up in prayer as I suffered from COVID-19 virus. We pray for peace in this land. We pray for healing. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, I want to talk about the purpose of Jesus Christ. Now, the purpose of Jesus Christ goes back to the Garden of Eden when Adam chose to disobey God. Once Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, sin entered into the world. As descendants of Adam, we inherited the sin. Psalm 51 and 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. My friends, our sins separate us from God, and he had no intention of letting his crowning achievement be separated from him. At the same time, God had no intention of letting sinful man live with him. Sin must be punished, and there is no way around it. The immediate consequences of sin is found in Genesis 3, verses 14 through 19. Man would have to work hard to earn a living. Woman would have pain in childbirth. But look at how God deals with the serpent. The serpent would now have to crawl on its belly and eat dust. God's prophecy, warning, promise, and foundation for many other promises is found in Genesis 3.15. It says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. My friends, the prophecy that God speaks is upon Satan and the mutual antagonism Satan has for us. Now, man would have hatred of Satan. We must understand that Satan is always trying to kill the believer, steal from the believers, and destroy the believers. The promise is that the seed of a woman, Jesus Christ, would bruise the head of Satan, guaranteeing victory even after Satan wounds Jesus. Therefore, Jesus was born to redeem man from his sins. Only redeemed man can live forever with God. When God tells Abraham that I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, our curse and all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you in Genesis 12 and 3, this blessing points to the one who would redeem all of mankind. In Matthew's genealogy of Christ, found in Matthew 1 verses 1 through 17, it begins with Abraham. The blessing goes through Isaac, not Ishmael. The blessing goes through Jacob, not Esau. The blessing goes through Judah, not one of the other 11 brothers. Isaiah wrote these words 700 years before Christ was born in Isaiah 7:14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Folks, the name Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus was fully man and fully God. The virgin birth is one of the greatest miracles ever. Michael wrote these words about the birthplace of Jesus 800 years before he was born, in Micah 5 and 2. It reads, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, 
whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Micah confirms that although Jesus was born in Bethlehem, he existed from eternity past. He has always existed. Hosea 11 and 1 looks back at history when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, when God brought them out, and also forward some 800 years before Jesus was born, when Joseph and Mary fled to Egypt with baby Jesus. Hosea writes, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. Matthew 2 and 15 confirms this prophecy. So my friends, what are the chances that prophets could foretell the lineage of Christ, the birthplace of Christ, the manner in which he would be born, and his escape to Egypt hundreds of years before these events happened, and they all be fulfilled? Of all the amazing prophecies, the most amazing is the prediction that Jesus would descend from Abraham, Jacob, Judah, Jesse, and King David. The angel of the Lord tells Abraham in Genesis 22 and 18, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. My Christian friends, Abraham had no clue that Jesus was the person being foretold. Listen to what Numbers 24 and 17 says. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and batter the brow of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Tumult. Before Jacob died, he met with all of his sons and prophesied what would happen to each of them. Jacob had these words for Judah in Genesis 49. They were a prediction of Jesus. His brothers would praise him. His children would bow down before him. He would be referred to as a lion. Also look at Revelation 5 and 5. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, indicating royalty. First with David, then with Jesus. He would be referred to as Shiloh, which means he whose right it is, and is a title of the Messiah. Isaiah says this about Jesus in Isaiah 11 and 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. My friends, Isaiah could have written that the rod would come from the stem of David. After all, King David was much more famous than his father, yet Isaiah would humbly write about Jesse instead of David. Now, let's look at Jeremiah 23 and 5. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. My Christian comrades, God had promised King David that the Messiah would come from his offspring in 2 Samuel 7, verses 5 through 16. When the Israelites were taken into captivity, it seemed like the royal line of David had been cut down and only a stump remained. But Jesus was the branch that burst forth out of the stump and reigns today over his kingdom. My friends, the virgin birth is one of the cornerstones of faith, along with the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that Jesus was born to die for your sins? If so, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I accept his sacrifice, and now I will honor him with my life. Teach me to be more like Jesus every day. Amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. 
Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and continue to pray for me as I recover from COVID-19. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, please share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you would like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.